0: Welcome to episode 30 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. My name is Mark Stephen Schwartz, and it's both an honor and a privilege for me to read the diaries of Allied and American civilian prisoners of war interned during the Great Pacific War, World War II. September 10th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. Nine months of captivity. I hope we don't have nine more. We haven't heard of any mail from the exchange ship. We heard the September 15th exchange has been put off, but it is just scuttlebutt. Roy Henning. All privileges suspended because of Vaughn's doing. He was sentenced to one month KP duty, writing out my music again. September 11th, 1942, Roy Henning. Took long sunbath, got sorta red, two hour practice session at night, improving. September 12th, 1942, Roy Henning. Hear that 10 letters will arrive here soon in a couple of days. Office across the street is moving. September 13, 1942. Roy Henning. Sunday. 6 a.m. Left on hike in Hills. Back at 8 a.m. Weighed in 60 kilos or 152 pounds. September 14, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Another of our fellows took French leave the other night. He might have gotten back unobserved if he hadn't got got plastered and come home in a taxi. He was carrying on a heated argument with a taxi driver in front of the guard's room. He came in and ran upstairs with the guards after him to see who he was. He ran in another fellow's room and hid under the bed. He was finally found. Some of our own men took him down to the guard's room. His punishment is 20 days on kitchen duty. Not much of a penalty. I would like 20 days kitchen duty myself. The police say the next offender will be taken and placed in jail. There was a report by one of the Chinese boys who used to work here to the effect that Japan is going to declare war on Russia within the next 20 days. We have been notified that there are seven letters for our group and more to come. They are awfully slow censoring them. They have had 25 days. I hope Elzeda has received my letter. Roy Henning. Have knocked off my Japanese lessons for a while. Reading Sheepmates. Feel restless. September fifteenth, 1942. Roy Henning. About... Ten men receive letters from home. Feel little punk. Temp is still so that I can't sleep with no sheet on the bed. House across the street are for 600 men from Hong Kong. September 16th, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Receive letter from Lois mailed June 8th. It came via return exchange boat. Arrived in Tokyo August 20th. Roy Henning. Overcast and quite cold. Winter is here, I'm afraid. Weigh again 68 kilos or 150 pounds. September 17th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. What a world. Nothing to do all day and 73 other fellows to help. I feel very low. 12 or 14 fellows have received letters from home. We were told there are more coming from Tokyo. I still have hopes. I had better get one or it will be grounds for divorce if I ever get home. Several fellows were up to the Butterfield house. They say we are leaving on September 23rd. But have nothing to base it on. They talked to a Canadian father who's been a professor at one of the universities who has a lot of German friends. They told him the reason for the delay was because the Japs were asking for two or three Japanese for each one of us. We hope the differences will be ironed out very soon. We're supposed to move from these quarters to better ones very soon. Anything for a change. The Spanish consulate has been moved out from across the street and three five-story brick warehouses cleared out. The guards told us they were to be used for British and American war prisoners from Shanghai, 650 in number, to arrive the first of the month. Our Spanish class has disbanded. Our teacher has been in such a funk as have most of the pupils. We are accomplishing very little, so we will wait until things settle down again. Brenton and I were the only ones left. Three others wanted to continue but couldn't keep their minds on the subject. I learned from one of the fellows that our government had started sending his mother $100 per month in December, so I feel relatively sure Elzada is receiving help. I hope something breaks soon. What with the poor meals and the uncertainty, I am half nuts and have plenty of company. The paper says the Japanese Navy plane bombed forested areas along the Oregon coast on September 9th, setting numerous fires. They're trying to demoralize our people. There have been articles saying the British and Americans returning home on the Grips have told untruthful stories. The stories here are that the Japanese have been treated badly and we have been treated with the utmost consideration. We have had some unpleasant things happen, such as curtailment of privileges on occasion. Our food has not been to our liking and sometimes rotten, but I can truthfully say I believe we are eating more than the general public. We do have a mean head guard, who hates Americans, and takes every opportunity to make things disagreeable for us. The fellows at Butterfield have a fine head guard and their treatment is very good. They say they are allowed to go shopping often. If we were allowed out more, our life would be much more enjoyable. There are canned tomatoes, cherries, and butter to be had if we could just get at it like the Butterfield house. I've been shopping on an average of once every three months. The Chinese boy used to bring us a sort of molasses. We don't get any of that now that he is gone. I had a jar of salt cured cherries a week ago. Several fellows have talked to foreigners. They say the food situation is bad. Meat is very hard to get and very costly. This does not bother most Japanese. The grade of our fish has been very poor. We have had a lot of eels lately. They are good, but are full of very fine, V-shaped bones. I hope we won't have to worry about Japanese food for long. I see no reason why we won't be exchanged, but these people are very unpredictable. Their reasoning is usually the opposite of ours. The night of September 15th marks the coming of winter. I have slept with one blanket lately. The transition was very abrupt. A shirt feels good now. Roy Henning. Put on wool jumper, long pants, but cold. Reading Etude magazines. Still have practice session. September 18, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Swiss consul called, We Do Not Go. The Japanese have classed us apart from other civilians and consider us as prisoners of the Southern War Zone, not eligible for exchange. This information has been communicated to the United States, and to date they have made no reply. Arrangements were commenced to secure winter clothing for us. For some reason, the second exchange has been indefinitely postponed. Harold Brinkerhoff. A terrible blow has fallen. We've been fouled. The wind is all out of our sails. We're flabbergasted. The Swiss consul was here and told us the Japanese government flatly refused to exchange us people from Guam. The reason is we are enemy nationals from occupied territory and for that reason are not eligible for exchange. This is a hell of a time to spring this on us. It looks like they might, they might have been able to tell us this nine months ago. Their refusal may be a blind for greater demands. We are inclined to think there will be no more exchanges unless it is for us, as we are the only civilian prisoners, American, left in Japan. At least the immediate suspense is at an end, and we can settle down to a long wait for the duration. Amen and amen. Roy Henning. Received news from Swiss consul that we will not go home. Negotiations with the United States fail. U.S. wants us. Nippon says no. September 19, 1942. Roy Henning. Raining. Had Japanese lesson in Mitsuda-san's office. Had strong dream of home two days ago. Still might go, maybe, building across the street, coming along fast. September 20th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. The day is cold and dark and dreary. It rains and the wind is never weary. Very appropriate. It rained all yesterday and still continues. The consul said he would try and have our guards replaced. We were asked to make a list of winter clothes needed who understand 50,000 yen has been allotted to buy warm clothing. I am to conduct church services today. If my mother knew, she would be very pleased. Perhaps our Spanish class will begin again. Roy Henning. Sunday. Raining all day and night. Have a music lesson with Bob from Charlie. With Bob from Charlie. We'll have daily lesson now. Want a bottle of beets for 66 yen. September 21st, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. The Swiss consul and the head of the Kensho Police Department were here today. It is very possible we may have a new head guard soon. The head of the Kensho has agreed we can have two three-man shopping trips each week and three men daily to the dentist or oculist. We were given 50 yen. The Kensho head thought that was too much. He had heard there was gambling going on. He ordered that there be no more gambling. He was shown while here that we agreed to be spending lots of money for additional food. So we agreed the amount remains at 50 yen, provided there was no gambling. Unless more food becomes available, I should be able to save money at 50 yen. I've been fortunate that I've never had to go for any medical attention. Roy Henning. had a bottle of beer with Bob. What a treat. Consul visits with police commissioner. We gained several points. Received 50 yen, promise of overcoat. Bought butter and peanut butter. First day of autumn, raining all day. September 22, 1942. Roy Henning. Figure out finances. Have a rope to climb up now. Pick wood for sandals. September 23, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Eight months in this house. There have been a lot of articles about the ill treatment of Japanese in the States. They started the Japs leaving on the exchange ships. They stated that the Japs leaving on the exchange ships were subjected to many indignities, such as ripping open the lapels of their coats, taking off the heels of their shoes, and making them strip. In yesterday's paper, they told of a Japanese doctor in San Pedro being treated so badly by the FBI that he finally died and his wife went insane from the shock. Thirteen were kept in a cell for two. I guess that works two ways. There are six of us in a room no larger than the master bedroom in my home. The papers say they are broadcasting the indignities heaped on their nationals in the United States in 16 languages. Brunton brought up in a meeting that we were lowering ourselves in the eyes of the Japanese by working in the kitchen or doing any menial tasks. It may be oriental psychology all right, but I believe personal example and good behavior is more effective. It was brought up at the group meeting that one fellow was suffering for lack of women. It was suggested that the Japanese be asked to take out three men each week to go to the red light district. I think these fellows are going nuts. All joking aside, there is one fellow who I'm sure is on the verge. In the meeting, he got up and ranted and raved, called all foreigners and Japanese foul names. We booed him down. Mabuchi was present. At one time, he told this fellow to shut up and sit down. After the meeting, Mabuchi called for the group leaders into his office. The leaders apologized for this fellow. Mabuchi said he understood and did not hold it against all of us. It was the same character who was making foul remarks about some poor little children in the park, and I called him on that occasion. Charles F. Gregg Big discussion today. Kensha ruled that if there was further gambling in the group, our allowance from Swiss consul would be cut or discontinued. The fellows brought it up to a vote as to whether they would obey the order. Lengthen lengthy discussion as to how to sidestep the issue and permit gambling. Also, some sour grape arguments to forbid all card playing, etc. Fights in the kitchen over domestics taking food and sugar. It's truly unbelievable how much petty squabbling and bickering goes on in this group. Almost all of it confined to about 10 contractors. Roy Henning, nice sunny day, finish young man with a horn, have knife bought and a pair of slippers. September 24th, 1942. Roy Henning, copying fret and chord diagrams over again, working on a pair of wooden shoes. Nice sunny day. September 25th, 1942. Roy Henning, started copying music and book. Carving a pair of good slippers from a solid block. Finish whittling at 7 p.m. Good job done. September 26, 1942. Roy Henning. In morning, finish strap on slippers. Copy more music and practice. Evening, have fabulous practice session. September 27, 1942. Roy Henning. Sunday. Sunday. Copy, study, and practice music most of the day. Received a haircut. Music session at night. Three girls, one sang, others danced. September 28th, 1942. Had fine shopping trip. Spent 31 yen. Had ice cream. Was on Torrey Road. Back late for lunch. Bought knives, scissors, stones, peanut butter, music book, etc. Feel a bad cold coming on. September twenty ninth, nineteen forty two. Roy Henning Combating cold pretty well, but don't feel so good. Practice session in an afternoon and night. Horse races running now, picked one winner from six, won thirty five cent, lost sixty cents. September 30th, 1942. Roy Henning. See returning party from docks had just sent off troops. Win 40 cent on horse race. Overcast and warm have knocked out my cold. October 1st, 1942. Roy Henning. Bet on two races, win 40 cent. New Rules can play music only between 1 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. Nuts! Have exercise in the park at 2 p.m. daily now. October 2, 1942. Charles F. Gregg was able to go shopping today and purchase kimono for mother and dressing gown for dad. Also presents for Fanny, Flo, and Lois. Attempted to buy a book on aeronautical meteorology, but was unable to find any. However, placed a request with bookstore to write to their Tokyo office to see if they had any. Had dinner outside a Chinese restaurant and found food low in quantity and very poor in quality. Almost everything had fish or seafood as its base. Was able to have two bottles of beer with our meal it was the only thing that tasted really good throughout the courtesy through the courtesy of the guard who was with us we attempted to buy some symphony records but failing this we stopped by at the home of four japanese ladies whose husbands being english three of them and dutch one of them were in turn they had some excellent records which we listened to while they served us with tea a charming and unusual home atmosphere Two children and four dogs were also present. Roy Henning Stickle has bad stomach trouble, sent to hospital. Have two-hour music practice, Bob Sterling and myself, learn how to play many new pieces. Finish Magic Island, a fine book. Sunny, nice day, wash clothes. October 3, 1942 Roy Henning Hear that stick has been operated on for appendix. Doing okay. Carve a bird on my guitar with new tools. October 4th, 1942. Roy Henning. Sunday. Carve picture of Fujiyama on guitar. Shave with Lowe's straight razor. No nicks. Learn the song, Maybe. October 5th, 1942. Charles F. Gregg received a warm very welcome letter from Fanny mailed April 14th to the Red Cross Geneva Switzerland. It was surely nice to get news at home even though six months old. The best news was to hear that mother was home from the hospital and was recovering so nicely. For all of Fanny's cheerfulness I have a hunch that Mother was a pretty sick girl between the latter part of December 1941 and April 1942. I hope and pray that she is now well. I've been continuing my reading. Among among the best books the last several weeks are Lois Brumfield's The Rains Came, Young's Powerful America, Rollins' Gene Christopher, Norman Angel's The Great Illusion, Now, Arnold Bennett's Literary Taste, Toyohiko Kagawa's Christ in Japan, Phyllis Botame The Mortal Storm, J. Galsworthy, The Dark Flower, René de Jembrun, I Saw France Fall, Roy Henning. Start carving Chinese dragon on the guitar. Make guitar into a steel. Learning Aloha A. 21 letters received. Didn't get any, but enjoy others. October 6, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. A blue day. The second batch of letters came, but none for me. Boo hoo. I guess nobody loves me anymore. If I don't get a letter pretty soon, there will be War number 3 when I get home. There has been little of interest for some time. The warehouses and the Spanish consulate have been fitted up for prisoners. Japanese carpenters have been working over there for several weeks. We hear that American military prisoners from Shanghai are due to arrive today. The papers have been warning the people to not relax as the war has hardly begun and they figure the U.S. is expected to produce a lot of armament. Armament. A fellow from the other house told us the guards took out Petrovich and got him bread on doctor's orders. A fellow by the name of O'Connor was told in his letter that a new fur by the name of O'Reilly was in our neighborhood flying a bomber and doing real well. Grant Wells, a Pan-American man, learned they had a new baby born soon after he was captured. We start our Spanish class again tomorrow. Thirteen months since I bid my dear ones goodbye. God strike me dead if I ever separate from them again. I feel so blue I could cry. There's no justice in the world. The other fellows get letters, and I get left. They are way over half who haven't received letters, so I guess I have no monopoly. Roy Henning. Transpose blue Hawaii from B to A. Carve long time on dragon. Sunny, cool wind. Barracks cross the street are finished. Pretty girl, one-legged, sang songs for us. Very nice. October 7th, 1942. Roy Henning. Have bad case of poisoning last night. Stay in bed till noon. Feel okay now. October 8th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Ten months of war. I wonder how much longer. There is a big article branding the Americans as inhuman and a few other things. An American submarine is supposed to have sunk a Jap transport with 1,800 British war prisoners aboard, and all were supposed to have drowned except a few hundred. Scuttlebutt is starting again. A fellow talked to someone outside who said we were to be exchanged before the year is out. Tonight, one of our group leaders met the Swiss consul. He said negotiations had been resumed and we were included. I'm not going to let my hopes get too high again. I have read several good books lately. Christ in Japan by Kagawa. Kagawa by William Axling. There are several books by Kagawa I hope I get to read. Across the Death Line, Shooter at the Sun, Passing from Star to Star, A Gram of Wheat, also Birds of America by Till. T. Gilbert Pearson, Field Book of Insects by Frank Lutz, Reptile Book by Raymond Dittmars, American Animals by W. Stone and W. Cram, Butterfly Book by W. J. Holland, Shell Book by Julia E. Rogers, Stars and Their Course by Sir James Jeans, Field Book of American Wildflowers by M. N. Armstrong and J. J. Thornburg. Southern Wildflowers and Trees by Alice Lounsbury. We have a wonderful selection of books and it's a pleasure to be able to have time to read. Roy Henning, Imperial Rescript Day. New Records Bought, Some Very Good. Baseball in the Park. October 9, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Well, our time has come. We were told at 6.30 this evening to be ready to leave this house tomorrow morning, where they refused to say. However, rumor is it will be at a house in the hills somewhere near Butterfield and Swires. Roy Henning. Long practice session on the steel guitar. Play Aloha A. Home Sweet Home. Receive notice that we are moving tomorrow. Destination Unknown. Pack till 10 p.m. And this concludes episode 30 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye now.